In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization's digital transition and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry. We're on all best platforms from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us. Now, I also invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com um, or go to the website leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about on this show. But regardless of what, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now on to today's episode. You know, Microsoft just launched a new AI tool. And then once they do that, Google straights back. AA bots are in... Uh, AI bots are on social media, and they're all fighting for the prevalent places in our life. AI-driven content also competes for our attention. The question that we pose is, are we in the middle of AI wars, or is it really just a lot of hype about something that has become an integral part of our daily lives? Now, regardless of where AI is being used, it's being used for things like saving lives, medical situations, weather predictions, climate change, but it also has been used in the areas where we have a great influence on how we consume, and that's in media and digital advertising. So what's changing? Is it a bunch of hype? or is it not? How is media and digital advertising changing and what is AI doing to this? So our guest today is an expert in this area and our guest today is Abigail Lewin and she is the product director at Duda and Duda's mission is to make web design quick easy, scalable, and painless. It's a leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms that serve SMBs. Since launching in 2010, one million sites have been published on the white-level Jubra platform, and over 20,000 web professionals trusted and use it to put their name on it. Duda has also raised more than 100 million in to date. Now, Abigail uh, has over seven years of experience in product leadership, and a, she has a passion for building great products. She leverages her customer-centric approach and passion for technology to craft strategic solutions that empower users and drive meaningful outcomes for businesses. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Yeah, it's so great to have you. Um, so let's kind of just start, you know, um, everything today is about AI and it's all over the news. And in September, all you heard was about Microsoft's co-pilot that's going to be available in November. I think they actually first announced it back in March. And then, um, you know, then immediately after that, you heard somebody else. So, I mean, is this just a bunch of hype? What's going on? It's all over the media lately. Yeah, um, I think we're, we're all kind of wondering the same thing. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, 
what you are, uh, you're probably hearing about AI uh, every day. And it's been like that for quite a while, actually. So, um, you know, the, the main thing that catapulted AI into the media and into almost every uh, daily conversation that you might have is the launch of ChatGPT that uh, mm-hmm. happened in November of last year. Um, so ChatGPT launched in November, but uh, as I'm sure you know, AI or artificial intelligence itself isn't new. Um, it's actually been around since uh, I think the 50s. Uh, but ChatGPT is a form of AI called generative AI. Um, and this actually allows um, AI to take data and then use that to predict um, the next word in a sentence, for example. So it's able to output um, additional data based off of the data that it was trained on. Uh, mm-hmm. And that type of AI opens doors for many different applications itself. Um, so the fact that we can now apply AI to do stuff like generate content, um, ask it to help us summarize information or translate information, and in a very easy way that was accessible to everyone, everybody started talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and this hype, I mean, it, I think... Nobody expected it to to blow up so quickly, but it, it wasn't in the beginning. Um, it wasn't always positive hype, was it? I mean, there were some concerns about when when Chad uh, GPT came out. You know, what were the concerns surrounding that? I mean, I th- the concerns varied from all ends of the spectrum. Of course, mm-hmm. it's something that so many people got their hands on. Chat GPT launched, and it was free to everybody. So now you have this very robust technology that can do all types of different things in the hands of pretty much everybody. Um, And that means that people can rely on the information that is output from AI without really understanding it. So there's a potential Mm -hmm. there for people to rely on information that might not be exactly correct. It might not be up to date. Um, And then there's also a question of how are different businesses applying that technology to their different tools. Um, So, you know, I think it raised a lot of questions and different types of concerns, which are all very fair. And since then, we've we've started to learn a lot more. And I think we're going to continue doing that um, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And um, when you, when you, I have to laugh about that because my 82-year-old mother was playing around with it the other day. So, so you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Everybody, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. No, so just to stay in the landscape for a minute, um, uh, just uh, with what's going on and the, all the hype around it. So, so Microsoft Copilot, that's been all over the news lately, okay? Um and, you know, they said some small businesses are going to be able to use it. You know, why Why is everybody so excited about that? Yeah. Uh, so I think we have to give them kudos even for the name of the product itself, Copilot. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of just explains the value that it can have. It's your partner. It's not there to replace you. It's there to enhance your everyday life and work together for the best result. Um, so... Microsoft Copilot specifically applies this generative AI technology to allow anybody to um, generate content and surface information from the tools that you're already using today. Uh, So that means if you're already inside of Word and Excel and PowerPoint and all of that, um, this Copilot can now help you to summarize information and answer questions based within the tools that you're already using. Uh, and I think that's really exciting to think about the, the applications and how helpful that can be for anyone from the individual to the enterprise. Yeah. So it's really inside those tools if you're in Word or you're in PowerPoint. Because I remember Microsoft, you know, with, with Skype, they 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 um, they uh, launched that Bing thing, okay? Um, and I'm not so sure. I, I've used it like twice um, when it first came out. But that was kind of more of the... Uh, Alexa type on on Skype. I mean, that didn't yeah. seem to to work out really well. Um, but this Copilot sound is something completely different, is what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think it really depends on the the application. So a lot of different AI tools were kind of forced into our faces with the launch yeah. of ChatGPT. Everybody wanted to be um, in the AI game. 
So it means a lot of tools and features and capabilities were brought to market that maybe were focused more on the hype and less on the value. Um, mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing now is we're moving more towards the value. The hype is still there. Everybody's still talking about AI. It's still very exciting space. But on the flip side of things, there's a, a greater turn towards what can we give you um, or what can Microsoft give you like Copilot that's actually going to help you be more efficient um, and more productive mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds great if you're a small business. And then, but just um, but before, just closing up this hype thing. So then Microsoft comes out and, and Google has launched Do It AI. Okay. So are there these real wars going on? And, and what's the difference between Google's launch and Microsoft's launch? Yeah. Um, so they're pretty similar, Copilot and uh, Duet, uh, but they, they're proprietary software. So um, Duet works with Gmail and Google Drive and Slides and Docs, and Copilot works with Excel and PowerPoint um, and the Microsoft tools. So in the end, if you're not using the Microsoft 365 applications and services, probably the value that you're going to get from Copilot isn't going to be there for you on the, mm. the flip side, the same for Google. So you're probably going to veer towards uh, whatever tool is in the space that you're already using. And there's not a big enough difference between those two tools to get you to move between Google uh. as your core system that you're using for your work tools um, and Microsoft. But mm -hmm. I definitely think there is a war there, you could say, if you want to <laughs> call it that. Um, <laughs> and that's between the the actual um, companies that are uh, owning the large language models that are used to um, generate tools such as Copilot and Duet. Um, so you do have big players in that game and you can see you know, every couple of weeks, each one is coming out with a new investment, a new tool, an advancement, all of that. So there's definitely something very interesting happening there. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of I wouldn't say a war is more like a race. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. Who, who, who can do it? Who can get there first? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're we're gonna do, we're gonna take a short break in a little bit. And I just wanted to kind of get get an idea of the landscape of what's going on. Um, and and before we take the break, just um, you know, we're talking about small businesses here, but just the last word from you on AI. I mean, this this capabilities is just crossing all industries. I mean, what you're seeing in medical, everything else is just amazing. Any comment on that? Yeah. Um, you know, AI has so much potential. All the different types of AI, obviously, most recently we're talking about generative AI. But if you think mm -hmm. about artificial intelligence in a broad sense, um, I think, you know, the opportunities are endless. There's, of course, challenges that come with that. But I think yesterday I was reading about, um, I'm from California, so I was reading that um, San Diego, California County, they are using AI to predict wildfires based off of wow. camera imaging and working with a local university research team, and they've already caught fires before they spread. Um, so there's tons of great potential um, that can come out of this. So I think it's, you know, super exciting, as you mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to kind of focus on media, okay, and, and digital media and what's going on that because that kind of influences us as consumers every day. And for our listeners, our guest today is Abigail Lewin. And she is the product director at Duda. And Duda's mission is to make web design quick, easy, scalable, and painless. It's a leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms that serve SMBs. And Abigail has over seven years of experience in product leadership. And a she has a passion for great products. She leverages her customer-centric approach and passion for technology to craft strategic solutions that empower users and drive meaningful outcomes for businesses. And she is really an AI expert here. And that's why we're talking with her today. So if you'd like to learn more about Duda, you can go to Duda on Facebook. You can go to www.duda.co as their website. On Instagram, they are under Build with Duda. And on LinkedIn, they are under the company profile Duda. And they also have Duda Mobile on YouTube. And if you'd like to work, uh, reach out to Abigail, she's on Abigail Lewin. 
on LinkedIn, so please reach out to her. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual pieces of training, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers, and so do white papers with Duda. They have a cooperative white paper called the Landscape Survey, which will be coming out in about three or four weeks. They also have live conferences, and their next conference is in Porto, Portugal, October 22nd to 25th, where you can also meet the Duda team. Cinda also has Cinda for Startups, where they have a free website where it's an e-learning platform for any startup to take them from idea to exit. So if you'd like to learn more about that, you can see it on www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. How do you cultivate braver, more daring leaders? And how do you embed the value of courage in your culture? How do you take charge of your life and achieve your goals and bring about positive changes that propel you forward? On The Leader's Edge, join your hosts, Steve and Ernie, as they bring a mix of insights in personal and leadership growth that shapes your culture and the culture around you. Lean in and learn intentionally how to accelerate into your next best life. Tune into The Leader's Edge with Ernalita DeCumos and Steve Steele, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And, and today we're talking about AI and how it's changing the landscape of many industries and also the you know our lives as as you know uh, consumers and um, just anything we do. It's it's affecting. And our our guest today is an expert in this area, and it's Abigail Lewin, and she's the product director at Duda, and and Duda is a leading web design platform made for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms that serve SMBs. And Abigail has seven years of experience in product leadership and has a passion for building great products and a passion for AI. So we're talking to her about this today. So um, before the break, um, Abigail, we were just kind of taking a look at the um, AI landscape, kind of just general across industries. Um, Let's kind of narrow it down to some of the things that affect us as consumers, the media landscape. So, you know, I mean, I like what California is doing with the wildfires, um, you know, uh, how, how, you know, some of the other things, but how is it affecting the media landscape? Yeah. Uh, Well, like uh, everything else, pretty much, um, AI is having a massive impact on the media landscape. Um, In reality, AI itself has been having an impact for years and years. Uh, For example, AI is used to surface insights on consumer behavior. So giving companies more high quality knowledge in order to better develop and target ads 
um, find the right audiences or, um, you know, the big player, Google and Google search um, is using AI in order to rank results um, when you go ahead and search. So um, what we're seeing now is it's just um, taken to the next level. Um, one of the most obvious ways that probably uh, you run into on a, at least a weekly basis, depends how much you enjoy listening to music or watching TV, is personalization and mm. platforms like Spotify and Netflix. Um, I myself rely solely on the recommendations that both of those platforms give me. Um, I never go searching for something myself manually. Um, so I appreciate how well they know me. Um, and those <laughs> personalized recommendations are all thanks to AI. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's coming down to news as well. Um, summarization of news stories. Uh, we can thank AI for, you know, optimizing that and your social media feeds um, and, and everything else. So, you know, I don't think that there's an area in terms of media and our interaction with it that's not getting touched by AI. Yeah. I mean, this personalization, I'm going to come back to that later, but, um, it, you know, with all this targeting um, targeting consumer behavior, targeting, you know, personalization, what kind of effect is this AI having on advertising agencies right now? Okay. I mean, I, I remember years ago, you know, um, you try to do a campaign or whatever, what, I mean, maybe not a digital one, but maybe it was a billboard or a TV or whatever. And you kind of look at some consumer statistics and make a guess in the dark, but I can imagine AI is really changing how digital advertising agencies work. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so first on the personalization side of things, we know so much more about people. Um, we know their likes and their dislikes and their behaviors and all of that. And then using AI, we can really automate the process of surfing in, surfacing insights from it um, and using that to pinpoint target people. And then we can also use AI to automate the personalization of those interactions. So um, we don't need to necessarily go in and write ourselves uh, a hundred different campaigns based off of different target groups, we can leverage AI to help us do that. Um, so it's going from the actual uh, strategic side of those campaigns and how you use personalization to your benefit, but also to the manual tasks um, that you're able to automate with AI. So you can use AI to create content for you. Um, you can use AI to help you draft the, the starting point of any kind of um, content that you need to write. And then that allows you to generate a lot more of that content. Um, it can also help you to research as well. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, in terms of advertising, there's a lot more customer centric aspect of it and specificity that goes into the way that digital advertising works today. And it also means consumers expect that. Um, mm -hmm. As creepy as we sometimes like to say it is, on the flip side, I think that in the end, we all know we interact better with ads that are designed for us. Yeah. I, I mean, it is kind of creepy, but it's kind of nice, like you said. Yeah, you, know? exactly. you, take, you kind of say, okay, you know, Spotify is recommending me this. This is good, you know. Um, but, you know, if I'm an agency... Um, you know, a lot of agencies seem like they were like kind of afraid of this, you know, um, I don't know if it's job loss or maybe they'll target wrong or, you know, what, you know, what are the biggest uh, challenges that the agencies are f facing? Is it fear and is it warranted? Yeah. Um, so when we talk about agencies uh, within Duda, we're talking about digital agencies who are offering a wide array of digital services from building a website to getting that website um, to high ranking, um, bringing you visitors um, and all of the different tasks that need to come together in order to really build out that digital marketing strategy for you. Um, so there's a, a lot of, you know, different challenges. And like you mentioned, um, there's definitely a fear, or um, at least at the beginning, I think that there was a much broader fear for digital agencies of what does this mean for us? If Gen AI um, can generate content um, for people just based off of a text prompt, what happens to my content services um, mm -hmm. and all of that? But the reality is, um, you know, 
it really creates an opportunity and it's not necessarily a threat as long as these agencies are willing to embrace this technology. Um, AI on its own can't replace an agency, uh, but an agency that's using AI has the potential to replace an agency that isn't using AI. Um, in, in the end, AI has limitations. It can't provide the human touch that's necessary to build a high quality digital marketing presence. You really need that holistic approach. And the more people are using AI to generate content, the more content there is out there. So it also creates a much more competitive market for businesses, which means they need to rely more on agencies who understand that holistic vision that you need to have and put all of those moving parts together in order to make sure that you are actually getting that traffic and conversions and everything else. So while there is fear, I think that if you're willing to face it head on, there's so much potential that AI can do for an agency um, that really embraces it. So if you're, if you're a digital agency and you work with a lot of digital agencies, where do you see the, the absolute biggest opportunity they could use for this to, um, to leverage, leverage it in, in some of the services they're offering? Yeah, um, I think there's three core ways that um, digital agencies can really leverage AI. The first is the acquisition phase um, and streamlining that process of offering services to clients, whether that be an existing segment of clients or even entering a new segment of clients. Um, goes back, of course, to personalized messaging, but it also goes back to the opportunities to automate um, some of that process. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for example, you can automate interactions with prospective um, clients in a very personalized way. So you're not necessarily doing it yourself hands on, uh, but the customer feels that they're having a personalized experience from the start. And that gives you much greater opportunity to convert them later on. But it also frees up your time to do other things. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we talk about freeing up your time to do other things, obviously there's the production phase of the services that you're offering, whether that be mm -hmm. building a website, um, writing content, uh, SEO, etc. cetera. Uh, using AI, you can generate the first draft of content. You can generate images. You can do all sorts of things that are really going to reduce the heavy lifting um, and automate manual tasks that otherwise you or your team needed to do before. And that frees up your time to focus on other things. Um, and then there's, of course, the expansion opportunities that AI can create. One, you have more time. Two, you have the opportunity to offer more services to your clients that previously maybe you were unwilling to enter into those markets before because you didn't have time or um, you needed to go into a lot of research in order to understand them. And now you can bring your agency into more areas, giving you more revenue opportunities as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, the acquisition pay phrase, I, I wonder how a lot of business think about that and if they're really, uh, have they really got a grip on how much support that can be um, and how they can reach out to their customers, which comes me to the next question on digital presence, okay? We always think of kind of digital presence and it starts with the website, but it's it's all over, you know, the, you know, it's whether, whether you're targeting on Instagram or you're, tar you know, have you have website or you're targeting on LinkedIn or wherever, um, how can, how can businesses really, or how can agencies use AI to help businesses really um, optimize, I would say, their digital presence on the web? Yeah. Um, so like I, I touched on quite a few times, and I think that we see as a recurring trend in terms of the opportunities that AI has to offer. Um, there's, there's first the interaction between that SME and their potential customer. So mm -hmm. it's one, personalizing it. It's two, the ability to, for example, offer a uh, chatbot that is uh -huh. utilizing AI in order to offer support to your website visitors 24-7, whereas most of the time these um, small SMBs don't have the capacity to have a support um, person available even for half the day, let alone 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so much opportunity on that side of things. And then there's the opportunity in terms of content. Uh, if you as an agency have the capacity to generate more content and also perform that research and understand consumer behavior and what your customers need, no matter how many customers you have, 
you're able to create content that's really going to drive traffic and also be something that you can change over time. You can create new content based off of different types of website visitors and different types of services that your SMB is offering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, um, the chat, I want to come back to that in a minute. Okay. So, so <laughs> in a website, just, just let's just take the ba- the, uh, the core fundamental of an SMB is that presence on a website or it might be a Facebook page. I don't know, but a website seems probably more logical. And then there's new AI tools you can integrate into that website. Is that what you're saying? Like a chat box? Yeah. Um, definitely. So, uh, of course, we're, we're Duda, so we're a website building platform and uh, our agencies um, obviously understands the need for a website to give you that, that true digital presence. Of course, you can, have, you can and should have a social media presence as well, but a website is going to give you the integrity that a business really needs for someone to um, get information and feel like you're a reliable business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be enhanced with those tools, like you mentioned, chatbots, optimization of the website, um, personalization of the site, and then also the media that's on the site as well. And AI can play a role in all of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to I want to come back. We're going to take a short break, and I just want to talk about some of those tools on the website in a minute, um, and talk about the consumer point of view after the break, or you know, the user point of view after the break. Um, but we're going to take a, a quick sh- uh, quick break right now. And for our listeners, we're talking to Abigail Lewin, and she is the product director at Duda, and uh, Duda is a leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms who serve SMBs. And their mission is to make web design quick, easy, scalable, and painless. And Abigail is has over seven years of experience in product leadership and a passion for building great products. Uh, she is an expert in the AI area, uh, in the media AI area, and she leverages her customer-centric approach and passion for technology to craft strategic solutions that empower users and drive meaningful outcomes. If you'd like to reach out to her, you can reach out to her on LinkedIn under Abigail Lewin. And if you want to learn more about Duda, then you can find Duda on www.duda.co. And Duda is on Facebook under Duda, on Instagram under Build with Duda, and under LinkedIn under Duda. And they also have a YouTube channel at Duda Mobile. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and there is a market research paper coming out on a digital presence of SMBs. This research paper is done uh, sponsored by Duda and it's out in October and you can go to the Cinda website to access it and you can also join Cinda at their conference in October October 22nd to 25th in Porto Portugal where they will be talking about the latest digital landscape in Europe and Cinda also has a platform for startups where they help startups across Europe succeed through giving them an e-learning platform free where entrepreneurs and founders can go from idea to exit. So please go to www.cinda.org to check more out. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on Finding Certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about AI and, and primarily its impact in media and digital media primarily. And we're speaking an expert in that area. Um, our guest today is Abigail Lewin and Duda. And Duda is a leading website, a web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms that serve SMBs. And Duda... His mission is to make web design quick, easy, scalable, and painless. And Avagelo has over seven years of experience in product leadership and a passion for building great products. Um, she understands customer-centric approaches as well as AI, and that's why we're talking with her today. So um, I want to... Um, Abigail, I want to come back to one thing before we were talking about before the the um, the uh, break, and that and that's kind of on this core website, this core central SMB digital presence for SMBs, and um, and AI's ability to produce content. And you were talking about content, and when we're talking about content, um, does is there a tendency today in, to attract people through like more videos or more interactive content or, you know, better uh, engagement questions? I mean, what, how do you get somebody to engage into a website? Yeah. Um, so speaking about a website specifically, obviously you need to actually get traffic there. And so, um, in order to get traffic to the site, you have many different ways that that can happen. The first interaction can happen on social media. And, uh, of course, on social media, if you think about Instagram, and they promote reels. So there you are going to have to rely on video. But if you think about Google search, um, Google search is looking at the, the written content um, in order to rank the search results. And mm -hmm. actually, Google just uh, released an update to their um, recommendations in terms of how they actually rank content and previously they um, had a statement that said they rank content that is written by people for people and they've since updated it to say only that they are ranking content based off of content that is written for people without mm -hmm. the by people side of things so now we see that google is really embracing that um, side of ai generated content um, and when, when we talk about the Google rankings and the search, we're talking about um, text-based content that's happening on the site. Of course, videos, images, all of that is important to the experience of the, the site as well. Um, once you have the visitors on there, you want to keep them interested and engaged. Um, so you should have uh, other media on the site as well. Mm -hmm. So here, here's a loaded question I love to ask experts. Okay, so, um, you know, this, the, the, I like what Google's saying now for people, so they're recognizing AI, especially their own AI is writing content. Um, and do you think this new content and these new ways of interaction are actually shaping consumer behavior? So the more we get, the more we want, or... Um, you, is it kind of the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse? Are we changing or is AI helping us to change? Any insights into that? Um, I think that AI is definitely um, changing us, you can say, most of the time without us realizing it. I think the, <laughs> the vast majority of people don't understand when AI is involved. 
um, in your interaction and when it isn't. Um, uh, I think I saw some data that said uh, only about 60% of people who were asked um, if they knew that Alexa was uh, based on AI technology actually oh, really? knew that it was, for example. Um, so, you know, AI is certainly shaping us. And I think overall also just all of our digital interactions, our expectations for things to happen immediately, mm-hmm. um, for things to be personalized, for things to um, be high performing and fast and all of that um, is also shaping um, our behavior overall. Yeah, I, I think you, there was a really good point you just said is that, you know, the digital interactions make it immediate. Okay. Um, It's almost like, you know, our expectations are if something doesn't happen now, then we don't want it. Okay. Um, But I want to touch on that. (laughs) Exactly. You know, we've kind of lost the patience in our life. But um, I want to just touch on the personalization because um, I I, I was reading an article in Forbes and – and, uh, you know, they, they touched on a couple things. One, they touched on um, that. Cons- let's start with the content. Consumers are concerned with AI. There's misinformation. Um, do you think that's an issue we have to face going forward to, to make sure the ca- content is authentic or it's not misinformation? Yeah, uh, it's a very valid concern. Um With generative AI in the hands of the masses, uh, people don't understand what kind of results they're getting or what information that uh, ChatGPT, for example, is based off of. So, Mm. you know, I'm sure you've uh, had conversations where people have have told, you know, ask ChatGPT maybe about something that happened last week. Now, ChatGPT isn't trained on data from last week, so it's not going to be able to provide you information um, about something that's so current and up to date, but it might give you a response anyway. It's going to give you a response anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just one example of misinformation um, that you can uh, get from AI, and especially if you don't understand what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it, we see a lot of regulation and conversations around this. Uh, I imagine that in schools, they're going to be talking about AI and what it is and making sure that this is this is going to be part of education for mm-hmm. um, the future generations to really understand that. And then on the flip side, you're going to have government regulation. Um, I think China, they banned something that's called deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a synthetically generated images or videos that can be used to make media that looks real. For example, can make mm-hmm. a politician look like they're saying something they weren't. So they went in and completely banned that. And mm-hmm. there's conversations happening in every government today of how can we regulate? How can we make sure that we are handling the potential that AI has to bring misinformation um, as well? Yeah. So I, so I think the story, you know, I, I think that's something to keep in the back of mind. And, you, and you're right. It's probably going to talk in the schools. I mean, the kids in the schools today are going to be probably more educated than we are. So <laughs> about these things. <laughs> no. But um, uh, the other quick thing I just want to touch on is the personalization. I mean, as good as it is. OK. Um, it, it's funny where. People love it, and especially this is a little bit more prevalent in Europe. People love it, but then on the other hand, they say, we'll protect our data. Okay, do you think we're going to find a balance there between, uh, you know, the personalizations and the protection of data? I know that's a question that could be a whole show. Just a quick opinion, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely a, a very big challenge, and I don't think that you can have a, a Europe that's going to ban something like personalization and access to that data entirely, because mm. this is, you know, this is the direction the world has already moved in and is continuing right. to move further and further into. So we are going to have to find the balance. The big question is, what does that balance look like? Um, You know, is it a matter of just where the data is stored, your option to control if your data is um, used to train AI models? That that's, you know, up for discussion um, and very big and serious discussions that will be very interesting to see what comes of it. But I don't think that we're going to see a place where this is just something that's totally banned um, in, in somewhere like Europe overall. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't think so either. I just always watch the legislation and half the legislators in Europe don't understand it anyways. So it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of like normal politics. So um, we're getting towards the end of the show. And I just saw a little bit about your company and um, and what are you looking forward to as a company that, that is a great website platform and, and you know has a lot of digital agency customers and a lot of people using But What are you looking forward to with AI? in the um, next 12 months, even six months, three months, it's going so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for for us at Duda, uh, we're really focused on um, customers who are building many websites. We're not focused on that SMB who's building one website, but rather agencies who can be building tens, hundreds, even thousands of sites. And that means productivity is key. So I think what's really exciting about uh, generative AI is the potential to make our customers much more efficient while keeping their quality up. So they Mm -hmm. can keep their team the same size um, and they can build so many more websites if they're leveraging AI to do that. Um, And we're already allowing our customers to use integrated AI tools um, in their website building process. And we see a lot of great results from it. So I think when we look at the next 12 months, it's about the advancements that come from more advanced uh, language models, more advanced ways we can use it. Definitely media, images, videos, that type of stuff um, Mm -hmm. that we're going to continue to integrate into the platform that's going to help simplify the build, the design, the content, the entire process um, for our agencies, even going to that um, acquisition that we mentioned before. Yeah. And I would I would think also, and, and I know that Duda just did the survey, and I don't have the numbers in my head, but I it, it's amazing when you look at the numbers, there's still, you know, 20, 25%, maybe 30% of SMBs that don't have websites. And do you think that, these new, the you know, the speed and the productivity um, and the acquisition productivity for agencies can kind of close that gap because, to, you know, I thought after the pandemic we'd see 100%, <laughs> not 100%, 90% have, uh, have, uh, yeah. um, have websites or, or, but it's still, you know, there's still a good chunk out there that don't. Do you think that AI can help close that gap? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know that a lot of our agencies are building websites for businesses that don't have websites at all. So some of them are building new websites, refreshing Mm -hmm. existing websites, but a lot of them are um, talking to businesses that have been around for a long time and, um, you know, have come to a place where now in uh, 2023, they realize that a website is actually important to them. (laughs) So I definitely definitely see that number decreasing um, in time. It will be interesting to see how long um, it takes for it to to really draw. Mm. Yeah, and it it it, I, it does. I'm sure geographically is differently is different by country. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um and and just last on on also not just the you know the website but uh, the the mobility of the website. Okay. Um, I mean the statistics are showing everybody's using their their uh, phones today. So you see that as a trend for that SMBs have to focus on that, making sure that they're, you know, they're optimized and and ready to be seen by anybody who turns on their phone. Uh, of course, there there's no avoiding the the mobile phone. Um, I'm not sure if I'm I'm old fashioned and I do like to do certain things on my desktop, but the majority <laughs> of my time browsing is still certainly yeah. spent um, on my phone, and I think that that's the case for just about everybody. So um, that's definitely playing a, a big role in how you design a site, how you design your web presence, um, how our digital agencies are making sure that they're catching people with experiences that are right for them being on their mobile devices on the go. Yeah, and I think anybody under twenty-five, it's only the mobile phone, anyways. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. I, I well, guess I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, one last sentence you'd like to say. We're running out of time now. Um, I think it's been very informative. Thank you very much. One la- any last words to our listeners? Uh, no, it's been great having me, and I think that we should all be very excited about the potential that AI has um, across the, the media landscape, and I think we just need to go ahead and, and embrace it um, and let it help us all grow. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that happens. 
Well, thank you very much. And it's been very, very interesting for listeners. We've been talking with Abigail Lewin, and she is the product director at Duda. And Duda is a leading web design platform for web professionals, agencies, and SaaS platforms that serve SMBs since launching in 2010. They have had over 1 million sites, have been published on their white-level platform, and over 20,000 web professionals use it and put their name on it. And um, Abigail has been uh, has seven years' experience in product leadership, um, and is um, leverages her customer centric and her AI knowledge and her passion for technology to craft strategic solutions that empower users and drive meaningful outcomes for businesses. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Abigail, you can reach out to her on LinkedIn, and that's spelled A V. I-G-A-Y-I-L, Lewin, L-E-W-I-N. And if you'd like to learn about Duda, please go to www.duda.co. And Duda is also on Facebook, and on Inst- and they're also on LinkedIn under Duda. And they're on Instagram under Build with Duda. And they also have a YouTube channel under at Duda Mobile. And this broadcast has also been brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit uh, digital marketing associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislative white papers. They also do market there is a market research paper coming out on the digital presence of agency uh, of SMBs across Europe that'll be out in October, published by Duda and Cinda, and you can get that on the Cinda website at www.cinda.org. They also have a conference coming up October 22nd to 25th in Porto, and you will be able to meet the Duda team there. So if you're interested in the conference, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, thank you very much for listening today and please tune in again next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.